Hey, what's happening, guys? Grace and peace to you today. I hope all is well with you today. Uh, God's abundant favor, uh, healing, peace, hope uh, be poured out upon you and flow through you uh, today in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, welcome back to Live the Life Podcast. Uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, today's message is called Chrome Bumpers. I kind of sent out a little blast yesterday in regards uh, to this message. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, it's very inspirational uh, to me, and I, I hope it speaks to you guys today and wherever you're at in life, right? So chrome bumpers, you know, so when you purchase a car, it comes with upgrades, right? There's things you can choose to enhance the look of your new vehicle, right? Uh, back in the day, one of the most sought-after upgrades was chrome bumpers. You know, they were not standard. They cost more. You know, you had to sacrifice to get them, you know. In the same way, you know, our life as Christians, we can acquire upgrades throughout our life. Amen? You see, we all get older, but we don't all get chrome bumpers. You know, we must choose a life of sacrifice and suffering to receive this upgrade. So to all of us seasoned saints out there with these crowns of silver, we're not old. We're just rocking chrome bumpers. Amen. So as I think about chrome bumpers, you know, and, and this is, a, again, another inspired message, man, from Pastor Justin and, and his guest and mentor, Pastor Robert. And they talked about a well-worn path, and we kind of touched on Psalm 71. And again, it's just, this is David, you know what I mean, just pleading to the Lord, you know, just reminding the Lord as if he doesn't know, Lord, you know, and you have taken refuge, let me never be put to shame, and your righteousness rescue me and deliver me, turn your ear to me and save me, be my rock of refuge to which I can always go, and give the command to save me, for you are my rock and fortress, Lord, deliver me, my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of those who are evil and cruel. Verse 5 says, so, for you have been my hope, sovereign Lord, you have been my confidence since my youth. Amen. From birth, I have relied on you. You brought me forth from my mother's womb. I will ever praise you. I have become a sign to many. You are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. Do not cast me away when I am old. Do not forsake me when my strength is gone. So again, just a beautiful statement there of the different you know, elements of life, the different aspects of life that we go through, right? He talks about before birth, you know, when God breathed this into our parents and breathed this into existence. He talks about our birth, our youth, our old age, right? He talks about all these different things, which is just beautiful. It just kind of describes uh, the rhythms of life that we go through, amen? The rhythms of life, which which are filled with ups and downs, right? So there's this undulation to our life. There's heartache. Uh, there's these ministries that we that we we carry, we're involved with, we're we're a part of. Sometimes there's seasons of crickets. Uh, we call that men's ministry when you send out a blast or you're trying to reach out and encourage your brothers and you're getting no responses. We call that crickets. You know, we all get in these little weird seasons, and they're called rhythms of life. But we're called to to continually press through those things. Uh, the same way we press through everything. There's no on and off switch. There's no, oh, I'm on today and I'm not on tomorrow. And, oh, I'm not doing Jesus today. And, oh, I'm not going to do Jesus when we get together with our friends tonight. We're, gonna, we're not going to talk about him at all. You know what I mean? There is no 
difference in our life, man. We, we are Christians. We are filled with Jesus Christ, and our life should exude who Christ is in everything that we do. It's just who we are. You don't turn that switch on and off. That's a dangerous place to be. You know, Psalm 19, 7 through 10 says, The law of the Lord is perfect. It's refreshing to the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. So the reality of this life that we've chosen to walk in, right? So we chose the Lord. We chose our vehicle, right? And upgrades, again, they just come with it throughout our life. And part of this chrome bumpers thing that I really liked is, you know, we've been called seasoned saints, you know, whatever. I guess I'm becoming a seasoned saint at 53 years old or whatever. You know, we're to reach out to the next generation. We're to pour into the next generation all that we've learned, right? For their goodness and for their walk. But the reality is we're not done yet. You know, we're not just here to be filters and pour out what we've learned. It's a reset. You know, God has more for us to do right where we're at. You know what I mean? And the reality is that God is the only one. The law of the Lord is perfect. He is the only one, right? He's the only one who can meet everything we need in our life. He's the only one who loves us unconditionally. He's the only one that's always there for us. He's the only one that gives us answers to our problem. He's the only one we can always talk to without getting bashed back or, or getting offended or anything like that. Like God is our everything, right? So we just need to pour everything that we have into him. And the reality is we, we get we get this reset, you know, and when we, when we depend upon him, and again, I've been hearing about some brothers and sisters are going through some hard times, man, right? We, we get to places in our life where our kids are grown up and they're moved out and, but they don't call us and they don't talk to us and we get hurt and we get offended. And you know, why aren't they calling? And you know what I mean? The reality is, you know, whatever, man, right? I mean, yeah, whatever. I mean, when I met my wife, it was just me and her. We had no children, right? Then we had children, and we raised our children and poured our life into our children. And don't get me wrong, I love my children. I love being around my children, but my life's not based upon my children. My life's not based upon my friendships. My life is based on the rock-solid foundation of Jesus Christ, right? So I'm never let down, you know? And when these things don't happen, and again, this has been a process for me, it still stings a little, you know, when people don't call or reach out. You know, it sucks. I don't understand. Everything about me and my wife and the ministry we exude is a ministry of encouragement, of intentionality, of when you think of somebody, actually pick up the phone and call them. You know what I mean? It, it stings, man, when you're the only one, when there's a lot of one-sided relationships, right? So, you know, you can relate that to the same thing that I was talking about originally with the children not calling and all that. But the reality is, even in all of that, it's like, whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever, man. I got my chrome bumpers. I'm rocking. I'm shined up, ready to go. I'm in a new season of my life, Lord. What are we going to do now? You know what I mean? I want some more upgrades, right? I'm not done yet, you know? I'm going to live my best life now, and I'm going to just press into the Lord, right? So going back to Psalm 71, so 
Verse 13 says, you know, as for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more, right? My mouth will tell of your righteous deeds, of your saving acts all day long, right? This should be increasing as our life goes on. We shouldn't go in these little holes where we're, oh, I'm not, I'm not sharing the word anymore, and I'm, I'm sad, and, you know, come on, man. I mean, yeah, we go through seasons, get to a men's group, get to a women's group, get shored up, you know what I mean? Deal with your emotions and all that stuff and get back out there and keep on moving. There's no switch that we turn on and off. And I'm telling, I'm speaking from a place of reality in my life. All these things have happened to me and they still happen to me. But I'm telling you, man, joy, I, I wake up and I choose joy. I'm filled with joy and I'm led forth in the peace of God. And, you know, Tamara and I are going deeper together in our relationship and, and we're trusting more on the Lord and we encourage one another when we're going through hard times. We've learned to listen to one another, encourage one another, and we get over these things quickly so that we can go do what it is that God has truly called us to do. And that's enjoying life. We get to enjoy life each and every day. We get trials, we get tribulations, which I love because I'm learning from them. Yes, I said I love trials and tribulations because I'm in a place in my life where I know that, you know, that God is always working for the good of those who love him, right? Something good is coming out of that. So I'm not worried about the trial. It's going to pass, you know, and, I, and, and, and yeah, and it sucks in the moment, right? Could be sad, could be tragedy, could be scary, could be anxiety, whatever it is. It's just, you know, it's like, okay, well, what's going to come out of it? God's going to do something good out of it. So I don't stay in those places, you know what I mean? I don't stay in those places. And again, this has come from lifelong learning, you know what I mean? Continually pressing into the Lord, continually learning, learning about intimacy, learning about community, learning about just more of the word, the history of the church, going through the Bible, just filling your life with him, having mentors, pouring it out to others. And, and you just get in this place where you're always in the river, right? You're always in the river, man. So again, my mouth will tell you righteous deeds of your saving acts all day long, though I do not know how to relate to all of them. I will come and proclaim your mighty acts, sovereign Lord. I will proclaim your righteous deeds and yours alone. It goes on to say, since my youth, God, you have taught me. And even to this day, I declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I'm old and gray, do not forsake me my God, till I declare your power to the next generation and your mighty acts to all who'd come. Amen. So rhythms of life, right? We got these rhythms of lives. We have these well-worn paths in our life from everything that we've gone through. And we just learned how to deal with these rhythms, right? We've learned how to deal with these rhythms and the fact that God's not done for us, right? God's not done with us yet. We have more upgrades coming. So rock your upgrades, rock the chrome bumpers, knowing that we got, you know, the turbo and, and nitrous coming and, you know what I mean, the lift kit and all the upgrades you can think of, full leather, all a, you know, all power doors and windows, you know, it's all coming, man. All this stuff is for us. Life is not over yet. Amen. So moving into the next part of this, it talks about the valley. And, and again, I just said that I, I enjoy trials, right? We're going to go through trials. We're going to go through valleys. That's how we get stronger. You know, we all want the mountaintop experiences. That's not the reality of this life. So in verse 20 of, of Psalm 71, it says, Though you have made me see troubles, many and bitter, you will restore my life again. From the depths of the earth, you will again bring me up. You will increase my honor and comfort me once more. Right. And then he, and, and my response to that, here's David's response to that. I will praise you with the harp for your faithfulness. My God, I will sing praise to you with the lyre, Holy one of Israel. My lips will shout for joy 
when I sing praise to you. I whom you have delivered, my tongue will tell of your righteous acts all day long. And it goes on to say, for those who wanted to harm me have been put to shame and confusion. Now, we're not to wish that on people. I don't even really want to touch on that. You know, we just give it to God. We lay everything at the feet of Jesus. We lay people at the feet of Jesus. We lay situations at the feet of Jesus. And uh, the reality is, you know, God takes care of that stuff. You know what I mean? And like we said last week, other people have lack. We have lack. Lacking leads to lurking. Other people are lacking, so they hurt us and they come after us. Hurt people, hurt people, and all that. But there are repercussions for our choices, man. God knows our heart, and he takes care of these things. So even though we go through, right, these valleys, you know what I mean? Uh, Even though I walk through the the shadows of the valley and death, right, shadows are there, dude, right, always. When you're out in the sun and you're walking, you cannot outrun your shadows, right? Your shadows are always with you. So we're always going to be in these shadows. You cannot run them or the issues, so we need to embrace them. We need to embrace these things, right? Just like in the Valley of Achor, right? Back in the in the book of Genesis and um, actually in Joshua, right? When when they when they went into the promised land and 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 uh, I think it was Achim who who took some things once when the walls of Jericho fell down and the Lord said, "Don't take anything with you. Destroy everything." But one of the cats brought with him some plunder from Jericho. And this brought great calamity, you know, great calamity upon Israel. It was a it was a big 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 deal to God. He made a huge example of this. And and that family was, you know, stoned and killed in this valley of Achor. But there were promises made out of that um, in Hosea 2, um, you know, and uh, also in Isaiah that just talked about this this becoming a great valley once again. This will become a great valley uh, filled with pastures, you know, and and it is. there's, There's a river running through it. And so in this valley, in the darkest place, in the valley of Achor, which I I believe is the, the valley of trouble or the valley of, you know what I mean, bad things, uh, suffering, you know, God has turned that around. And that was prophesied uh, in Isaiah uh, later on, in Hosea as well. Um, and again, it's, it's, it's been turned into a river, man, a river of life. So we're not, you know, meant to get stuck on the side of the river Right, we got to embrace it, and we got to jump in the river. You got to stay in the river, right? Because the best is yet to come, and we're not going to go out of this life on a downer note. Amen. We're not going out on a downer note. So no matter what happens, when you're with the Lord, man, and you stay focused with Him, and you know, if you're married and your spouse, that the, the best is yet to come. No matter what it seems like right now, and there's lots of blessings we have with our grandchildren and great grandchildren, and. It's wonderful when we're together and it's great, but you know what I mean? When it's, when it's not, and when that's separated, we, you know, it's God saying, am I still enough for you? You know, when there's loss in our life, God says, am I still enough for you? Right? So we always have to rely on the Lord. He's the only one that, that stays solid. Right? So, so now we went from rhythms of life into these valleys, right? The valleys of shadows and death, the thing that God delivers us from, right? He says that he prepares in Psalm 23, I prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy. I anoint your head with oil. Your cup overflows. Surely you will be filled with the goodness of the Lord and and dwell in the house of the Lord forever, right? Um, That's what happens in the valley when we embrace what it is we're going through. So we need to faithfully endure, right? Knowing that, that God is not done with you. You know, now lastly... 
again, I want to touch on, uh, well, just the reality of being ready, right? So having these chrome bumpers, having these upgrades gives us a better insight, right? Because it means that our eyes are tuned into the Lord, our ears, our hearts. We can see things. We hear God's voice, right? We know what's happening. And you hear me talking about being ready all the time. I mean, the worst, you know, scripture, one of the scariest ones is, is uh, it's in Matthew, but it's, it's <laughs> Jesus comes back, right? And, and, and the people are like, Lord, Lord, look at all I've done for you. And Jesus says, get away from me. I do not even know you, right? And there's the parable of the 10 virgins is a picture of this, of, of people being ready. And I heard an interesting twist on it this last weekend, but you know what I mean? So half of the virgins had their, their, their lamps filled, right? They were, they were rocking and rolling. They were ready. They were ready for the return of Christ. The others went ahead and, and they didn't, they didn't keep their lamps full. They went ahead and burned up that oil and they weren't ready when Christ came back. And only five of them went to the banquet, right? And the interesting take on this that I heard this weekend was not that, you know, they were the five that whose lamps were, were empty now, right? It wasn't that they were didn't have faith and they didn't want God to come. It was that he took so long. So there was this delay, right, which we can all relate to when we pray. We want immediate answers. But there was this delay that caused that fire to kind of burn out, right? So we have to be willing to accept God's timing in things, and that comes with surrender. That comes with you placing your hands in front of you, right? Cupping your hands together, and in your hands are the things that are happening in your life. And there's some of them you can do things about. So you do everything you can do about those things that God's giving you the wisdom and the gifting to do. And then you open your hands and you surrender that stuff into God's big hands. And we have to be willing to wait. We have to be willing to always be ready. Even if what we think should be a month takes 10 years, we better have our lamps full, right? When God comes back. Because God's timing is not our timing, right? God's timing is not our timing. So, being ready. And again, remembering that this is a long haul coming off of that statement that we don't know God's timing. So we need to prepare for the long haul. Amen? This is, you know, life's not a sprint, it's a marathon, right? And we need to dig and strive and continually press in to grow from a faith of perplexity and doubt to the height of absolute trust in God right? So life is a marathon, not a sprint, and we need to dig and strive and continually press in to God, right? Intimacy is the main thing, to grow from a faith of perplexity and doubt to the highest of absolute trust in God. Habakkuk 2.3 says, for the revelation awaits an appointed time, and it speaks of the end, and will not prove false, Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and not delay. Amen. So we have to prepare for the long haul. All right. So all of you out there today uh, with Chrome bumpers <laughs> who are rocking the Chrome bumpers. And for those of you that are younger, fill in the blank, man. Whatever your upgrades are. I just I just thought that was that was awesome, you know. 
But everything we're talking about today is, you know, this statement here of absolute trust in God. Uh, there was another statement about man's ministry must die with the man, right? Meaning, you know, Jesus had to die in order to bear fruit. You know, so what? You know, so must we. We have to die to self. We have to carry our cross every day, right? We have to get out of the way so God can do what He wants to do. That we could bear fruit for the kingdom and and give it away, right? And give it away and just trust where we're at with the Lord, right? Because Jesus doesn't sign contracts with us, right? He doesn't follow our commands or our requests. So as we choose to follow the Lord, you know, we don't put expectations on God, right? God is who he is. He's consistent. But, you know, if he's not answering, oh, I want this or I want that, you know, he, he gives us what we need, right? And the reality is, you know, God does not put stuff on us, right? But rather, he takes stuff out of us, you know. So again, as we go through these trials and these different things in life, the reality is it, it, we're being pruned that we can bear more fruit, right? So he's actually removing things. He's removed things from my life. I prayed for one thing, and God's removed things and exposed things in my life and removed them from me. I wasn't even praying for those things, but God was going deep inside and just removing more and more. Another upgrade, man. It's, he's just so, so, so good. So we have to, you know, give these things away, you know, and just remember that, you know, the outside of the house may look older, but the inside looks the same. So from where I'm sitting and I look at life as I look out the window, you know what I mean? It, things may, you know, trees may get bigger and whatnot, but when I look out the same window, everything looks the same, but as you're driving by the outside, everything may look different, but I'm here to encourage us today that that fire that's inside, you know what I mean, is, is burning brightly, right? And uh, and the reality is it doesn't really matter what people think. So, <laughs> you know, the outside of the house, man, is getting silver, man. I'm getting, I'm gaining the wisdom and all of that, but striving to press in, trying to take care of this temple, you know what I mean, trying to stay in shape. Stay strong so I can do God's work uh, while I'm here on this earth. Because the reality is we will suffer, right? Jesus said that the world is filled with trouble. Trials and tribulations will come. But take heart because I have overcome the world, right? And we're all good about that part, right? Take heart because he's overcome the world. But I think we need to... What I'm saying today to us is... You know what I mean? That that abundance is found at the end of suffering. So we have to be willing to suffer and not snivel about it, but learn from it while we're in it. And uh, abundance is found at the end of that suffering. You know what I mean? That That's another, I could add that to the living an abundant life in Christ. You know, from the reality of loving God mainly, which allows us to love others, you know, be thankful in all circumstances pray continually right second thessalonians 5 16 continually press in to the lord right those are those are three keys but i would say all that culminated is abundance is found at the end of suffering and god giving us the ability to go through that suffering never leaving us alone um because he's just a good good father right so psalm 22 23 24 you who fear the lord praise him all you descendants of Jacob, honor him. Revere him, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not despised 
or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry for help. So God is always with you. God is always with us. So rock those chrome bumpers, right? We've only just begun. I pray you were blessed by today's message. As blessed as I was to teach it and to study for it and to hear it. So pass it on. That's how you retain these things is to, to listen to it, to read it, to hear it. But when you give it away and you pass it on, you retain it like 80 to 90 percent of it, you know. So so go out there and give it away, man. Rock those chrome bumpers. Keep pressing in for more upgrades. Yeah. <laughs> chrome bumpers. God bless you guys. Have a good one. <laughs>